present the amusingly transcribed Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring America's favorite young couple, Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. dinner time as we look in on the Nelsons of 1847 Rogers Road. Harriet's in the kitchen cooking dinner, and David and Ricky are putting the silverware on the table. Hey, Ricky, this room's going the right side of the chair. Yeah, they're going the left. They're going the right. Left, right, left, right. Forward, March, and watch your hands. And Ozzie? Well, the head man of the Nelson household is sitting on a stool at the soda fountain in a corner drugstore downtown, letting his eyes wander over the menu. What a be, Mr. Nelson? Uh, nothing, Walter. I'm just killing time, waiting for the bus. How about a snack while you're waiting? We have a dandy sandwich. Bus rider special. We guarantee you seat all to yourself. Aren't you going to ask me what's in it? Okay, Walter, what's in it? Slice of Limburger between two slices of onion. <laughs> The fellow ate two of them yesterday. He had to drive the bus home himself. <laughs> I say a fella ate two of them. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm sorry, Walt. Yes, I'm just a little bit concerned. You waiting for somebody? No, not exactly. I'm just waiting to use the telephone. Oh. I wonder how long that guy in there is going to talk. Oh, I hate people that make those long-winded telephone calls. Oh, so darn inconsiderate. Look at him in that booth. Silly grin on his face. I have an important call to make, and that half-wit talks on and on. You know who he is? Yeah, that's my brother, Eddie. <laughs> no offense. Actually, he's probably a pretty nice fellow. No, he isn't. <laughs> he's the most long-windedest guy on the telephone I've ever seen. As a matter of fact, I wish he wouldn't hang around here. He upsets me. He's always crying, watching me. And why do you let him hang around? What can I do? He owns the drugstore. <laughs> if he'd hang up that telephone, I'd like to call my wife. It's darn late. She's probably fit to be tied by now. Well, why don't you run across the street and use the phone in Charlie's gas station? I tried to, but Charlie's brother Joe was using <laughs> My wife's making a cheese souffle, especially for me. Here I am an hour late. You know how a cheese souffle is. If you don't eat it right away, it gets all soggy. Have you ever eaten a soggy souffle? Well, no, but I ate a wet waffle one. <laughs> Gone straight home instead of fooling around, I wouldn't be late. I was watching a guy selling some stuff on the street and my bus went by. Then I figured I might as well drop in at the newsreel theater for a few minutes and I guess my watch must have... When is that brother of yours going to get off the phone? No, wait a minute. I'll speak to him, Mr. Nelson. Just a second. And what did he say? If you'll be a little while yet, his finger is stuck in the coin slot. What are we going to eat, Mom? Well, as soon as your father gets home. Sorry, that's what you said 15 minutes ago. I'm awful hungry. Where is Pop? Maybe he had an accident. Well, if he didn't have an accident downtown, he'll have one when he walks in the door. <laughs> Are you mad, Mom? Well, people don't get mad, Ricky. They get angry. 
Animals get mad. Are you angry? No, I'm mad. Hand me a pot holder, David. You want me to open the oven door for you? I'm awful hungry. No, I'll do it. Boy, it sure smells good. It's getting too brown. I'd better take it out. Gee, it looks well, Mom. Well, your father better get here pretty soon. I have a hunch this isn't going to last much longer. What makes it so high and fluffy? That's the way it's made. I'm sure it's full of air. Uh-oh. I'm afraid it's beginning to sag. <laughs> well, there goes our cheese souffle. Get the tire pump out of the garage. No, it's, <laughs> it's no use, boys. Isn't that a shame? It looks so pretty, too. It's okay, Mom. It looks like a good pancake. Oh, that isn't disgusting. Close the oven, David. That's probably your father. Hello, and make it good. Hello, dear. This is Mother. Something wrong? Oh, hello, Mother. My cheese souffle just went flatter in the pancake. Oh, that's too bad. You should have served it as soon as it was done, dear. Won't he? I know that. But I couldn't serve it because Ozzy didn't come home. Doesn't he like cheese souffle? Yes, I made it especially for him. That's just it. He promised to be home at 6 o'clock sharp. Well, I wouldn't get all riled up about it. I'm sure he isn't late on purpose. Well, I'm not riled up, but he'd better have a good excuse. Now, I don't like you with a beer, Harriet. But if you've seen the picture I saw last night, you'd think twice before you started giving the poor boy the third degree. What picture is that? It's at the Rialto. It's all about a wife who nagged her husband until he left her. It's called, I Married a Nag. <laughs> I saw that advertised. I thought it was a cowboy picture. <laughs> well, she nagged her husband so much, he finally left her. Married again, and guess what? What? His second wife nagged him so much, he left her and remarried his first wife. Well, wasn't he right back where he started? No, because his wife had learned her lesson. And from then on, there wasn't a more gentle or a sweeter person in the world. And it had a surprise ending. What was it? He shot her. <laughs> well, what for? No reason at all. So you can imagine what a surprise it was. Well, Mother, I can assure you I have no intention of nagging, Ozzie. But when he walked in here an hour late, I certainly think I have a right to an explanation. Now, I hate to interfere, Harriet, but I think you're being too possessive. If there's anything a man resents, it's having his wife take a possessive attitude. You mean you don't think I ought to ask him where he's been? Of course not, dear. He's not a child. Don't let him think you're trying to run his life for him. Treat him with a smile. Let him feel he has all the I guess you're right, Mother. Now, I want you to promise when Ozzy comes home, you'll beat him with a smile. I will, Mother. Great big one, ear to ear. Yes, Mother. Not a little tiny one, but a great big shiny one. Promise? Yes, Mother. I'll go right up this minute and get my teeth. <laughs> All I can say is I'm late. I'm sorry. You mean to say it's after 7 o'clock? Oh, I guess my watch must have stopped. <laughs> I wouldn't think that. <laughs> that you are? Mm, oh, hello, Sonny. What's the idea of standing out here talking to yourself? Oh, just uh, 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 looking for my keys. In your hand? <laughs> that, that's what I mean, uh, uh, looking for my hand. Oh, here it is. <laughs> nails and everything. Oh, I get it. You're late for dinner and you're trying to think up an excuse. Oh, don't be ridiculous. You think that's it? Come on in with me. Say, that's an idea. 
Why don't you come in with me for a while, Thorny? Oh, oh, no, you don't, Oz. Don't forget, I was a boy once, too. I know that old trick. If you think you're going to catch Hex from your mother, bring a friend along. <laughs> I'll see you after the fall. No, no, Thorny, come back here. What are you afraid of? How can a full-grown man be such a coward? Ozzie, what are you standing out here for? Oh, hello, dear. I'm uh, just looking for my key, uh, the one I have in my hand. Well, come on in. Here, I'll take your coat. Now, before you fly off the hand, listen to my side of the story. I stood on that corner and three keys, I mean, three buses just souped. They just went right past me. Oh, are you late, dear? Yes, I think I am a few minutes late, yes. You see, a sidewalk barker grabbed me and tried to sell me some phony auto polish. And my watch stopped, and, and that's why I'm late. Now, the obvious question on your mind is, why didn't I phone Oh, really, dear, it doesn't matter. Well, of course it does. The least I could have done was to phone you. Well, that's all right, dear. You don't have to explain. You've listened to three of my excuses. At least listen to the one that's the truth. I have to... <laughs> Okay, dear, why didn't you phone There was a man got his finger stuck in the coin slot. That one's the truth? Yes, it's the absolute truth. Walter's brother, Eddie, down at the drugstore. What was he doing with his finger in the coin slot? I don't know. Maybe he was trying to tickle the operator under the chin. <laughs> well, don't worry about it, dear. Come on in. Dinner's all ready. You mean it hasn't collapsed yet? Collapsed? Who ever heard of pork chops collapsing? Pork chops? Yes, pork chops, stewed tomatoes, potatoes, and peas. Isn't that okay? Oh, yes, wonderful. It's just that... Well, I was afraid you'd cook something special, like a, a, a cheese souffle. All right, dear, I'll confess. I did make a cheese souffle, but I must have started it too soon. Well, what do you mean? Well, because it was done long before you got home, and while I was trying to keep it warm, it collapsed. Well, don't worry about it, Harriet. After all, the boys and I don't expect you to be able to cook everything well. <laughs> oh, thank you, dear. I knew you'd understand. Well, of course I do. I tell you, tomorrow I'll write my mother and ask her to send you the recipe and directions for making a good cheese souffle. <laughs> That you are? Oh, hi, Thorny. Where are you headed? I'll tell you the truth. I was sneaking over to peek in your front window. I wanted to make sure you were still among the living. Are you kidding, Thorny? Every little breeze seems to whisper. You're not fooling anybody with that singing, are you? What do you mean? Just that you're not kidding me one single bit. I know Harriet scorched your hide when you got home. The funny part of this, Thorny, she didn't. Oh, come on. There's nothing to be ashamed of. After all, I'm a married man, too. What if Harriet did give you a bawling out? It only proves that she loves you, that she worries about you. Believe me, Oz, you can thank your lucky stars that she thinks enough of you to be upset when you're late. That's silly. Oh, be honest about it, Oz. Can you blame her? You say you'll be home at a certain time and you don't show up. Naturally, she's going to start to worry. A thousand things start racing through her mind. What happened? Where can he be? So naturally, when you finally do show up, she's going to fly off the handle. It's true she's worried about it. She cares about it. Exactly. If she didn't give a darn about you, she'd just greet you with a big, happy smile. <laughs> yes, sir, you're a lucky guy, Oz. Oh, yeah, yes, well, I'll see you later, Oz. I don't want Catherine to catch me out without my overcoat. She worries about me all the time. <laughs> well, I'll see you later. 
Maybe I'd fallen into a manhole. You don't have to be playing, dear. Just because you're late for dinner. I've fallen unconscious in some dark alley and picked up by a garbage truck. Left to freeze on the city dump. That's all right. I don't mind. But she cares what happened. Not anybody. Hey, Mom. Why don't you guys just hang around here? Yeah. Guys used to call Mom. I don't know. He went out a couple of years ago and didn't come home to dinner. He probably fell in the river. Oh, poor little lamb who has lost his way. Don't go without your rubbers, David. Do I have to wear them? It is raining. Oh, it could rain before you come home. Put your scarf on, Ricky, and bundle it up tight. Cold out, Mom. It's colder than you think. Pull your cap down over your ears. Why, we're not babies. <laughs> Whatever you are, I don't want you to catch cold. What? I I don't want you to catch cold, and you don't say what. You say, pardon me. You told me to pull my cap over my ears, and I can't hear anything. Do you have your sweater buttoned up under your coat, David? I got everything buttoned up under everything. I feel like a stuffed turkey. <laughs> well, that's all right. It's better than catching cold. Now run. Bye, Mom. Bye, Tom. Goodbye. Goodbye, boys. I'm glad you look after the boys the way you do, Harriet. Nobody can say our boys are neglected. That's just a mother's duty. Yes, uh, mother's duty, wife's duty. Well, I'm going out too. Why, dear? <laughs> I don't think I'll wear my heavy overcoat today. Don't you think you should? Now, if you're going to make a big fuss about it. Oh, no, no. No, dear, I'm not going to make a big fuss about it. You do whatever you want to. I, I think I'll just wear my, my light top coat. Okay, dear. In fact, I don't think I'll wear any coat. Just a little thin sweater. Well, you wear whatever you like, dear. It's probably pretty cold out, but I don't mind. You think I'll be cold? Possible. You want me to wear my overcoat? Entirely up to you, dear. Harriet, stop worrying about me. Okay, I'll wear wool underwear and a heavy sweater. But you're not going to talk me into putting on my overcoat. You can talk all day, but I won't do it. Go ahead, try and talk me into wearing my overcoat. You don't have to wear anything if you don't want to, dear. <laughs> you're free to do as you please. You can go out and practically nothing if you want to. Uh, practically nothing, but not nothing. You see, Harriet, you're worried. Stop it, girl. <laughs> If you promise not to worry, I'll tell you where I'm going this afternoon. Oh, no, dear. No. You don't have to tell me every place you go. You mean you don't care where I go? Well, of course not. I'm your wife, not your jailer. Goodbye, Harriet. Goodbye, dear. You look nice and warm. I am. My science professor has me wearing his new experiment. I'm test proving him today. Uh, what is it? Electric snuggies. <laughs> wish I had a pair of those. Do they work? Fine in the house, but outside there's no place to plug them in. <laughs> I can't understand this 
help me out of the house without a coat. Very simple, Emmy Lou. I'm neglected. Oh, no, Mr. Nelson. I know the signs. Yesterday I was late for dinner. An extra special dinner at that. And instead of flying into a rage, shouting and, <laughs> and calling me names, like any loving wife would do, she didn't say a word. Oh, you poor <laughs> Mr. Nelson, neglected, left out in the cold, shivering before the cool blast of winter. Throw the switch and build a fire, and I'll run home and get your can of food. No, don't bother about me, Emmy Lou. I'll manage somehow. Well, can I get you a blanket, Mr. Nelson? We have a nice warm one. Daddy throws it over the car at night. No, no, no. no. Oh, but I feel so sorry for you. Your poor, pitiful figure huddled against the wind. Oh, you'll catch cold. I know you will. Oh, it doesn't matter, Emmy Lou. I, I don't want to be a burden to anybody. Oh, you're not, Mr. Nelson. You're good and kind, but nobody appreciates That's you. That's life, Emmy Lou. Oh, don't you worry, Mr. Mr. Nelson, they'll be sorry when you're gone. <laughs> A moment, perhaps, but then life will go on without me. I'll always remember you, Mr. Nelson, just like this. A forlorn, forgotten, pitiful hulk of a man, abandoned by the world. Thank you, Emmy Lou. You're a good girl. I'm going now. Where are you going, Mr. Nelson? To the river? Possibly to the river. You better take an axe. It's frozen over. Tell me, Doctor, how much longer has he? Well, he has virus X right now. When it completes the alphabet... That's it. <laughs> we'll go in now. No tears, please, Harriet. Be brave. Dad, what a man. <laughs> Will you forgive me for neglecting you? There's nothing to forgive, my dearest. If ever you've possessed any faults, my love has blinded me to them. Dad, what a man. <laughs> Bid me bon voyage. Please, please. No tears, my dearest. I can't help it, Mr. Farewell. Goodbye till we meet again. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. You're better get home, Mr. Nelson, before you get pneumonia. You look terribly cold. Oh, I am, Annie Lou. I'm frozen, Miss Can I do anything for you? Would you please? Just roll me over and, and slide me up the hill. Yes, dear. Hyatt, I think I'm coming down with something. Feel my forehead. Be it careful you don't burn yourself. Well, it's hard to tell. Do you really feel bad? Oh, terrible. Well, come on over and lie down on the couch. But there's nothing to forgive, my dearest. If you've ever possessed any faults, my love has blinded me to them. All I said was lie down on the couch. Now oh. lie down. I'll go get a cover for you. Hey, Mom. 
Oh, hi, Pop. Hello, David. My son. Can I have a dime? Oh, certainly, my boy. You'll have to reach in my back pocket and get it. Your old dad isn't feeling very well today. What's the matter, Pop? Oh, I'm sure it's nothing serious. Well, there's only half a dollar in here. I'll bring you the change. Oh, uh, that's all right. I may not have much use for money in a little while. You mean I can keep the 40 cents? Yes. As I say, I may not have much use for money in a little while. Gee, 40 cents. Yes. You see, I may not have much use for money in a little while. <laughs> Why, you ask? Because... I'm not going to question you, Pop. <laughs> I don't know, but if it lasts for a couple of days, we can both be millionaires. <laughs> he just gave me a half a dollar. Gosh, how come? I'm glad you asked that. You see, I may not have much use for money in a little while. Here's a nice warm comforter, dear. Ricky, go fill a hot water bottle. Do you feel any better? I don't know, Harry. It really doesn't matter much, does it? Well, it certainly does matter. You're half frozen. Of all the silly ideas walking out of here in a little thin sweater in the middle of winter. Here, let me prop up your pillow. Thank you, dear. Here's a hot water bottle, Mom. Oh, thanks, Ricky. Here, let me put this under. Are you comfortable now, dear? Uh, Harriet. Now lie still and keep No, up. no, Harriet. I have a confession. I'm not sick at all. I'm just faking. Faking? Well, why? You probably won't believe this, but I thought you were neglecting me. I just wanted to get a little attention. <laughs> Abby, what's wrong? This sharp pain. It just shot across my back. Now it's creeping up my side. It's shooting down my arm. I'm on fire. Take these covers off, Harry, and I'm burning up. Is this another joke? <laughs> oh, for goodness sakes. Ricky didn't tighten the stopper in the hot water bottle. <laughs> David, get a towel. Honestly, dear, I can take a joke as well as anybody, but this is the silliest thing I've ever heard of. Oh, louder, dear, please. You can hear me all right. What's going on? You oh, pardon me, dear. Last night, for instance, I go to all the trouble to make a cheese souffle, and you come waltzing in here. You hear that, Bonnie? She loves me. You hear that, Bonnie? This is Vern Smith saying tune in again next week for another transcribed adventure of Ozzie and Harriet, starring Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard.